Welcome to the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, one of the most significant values we provide our clients is leveraging our experience helping hundreds successfully navigate through life's transitions. On this podcast, our advisor team explores some of the questions we get every day from our clients. We share some insights on financial topics, and we interview some fantastic professionals from our vast network. Our hope is that you leave with some food for thought and some good ideas to consider. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. My name is Jason Gabrielli, and I am a CFP at HFM Investment Advisors. And today, once again, I am joined with my colleague, Catherine Allen Carlozo. Hi, Catherine. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're still rocking our hats here. Yes. And we still have the same clothes on. Hopefully, you guys don't notice from last time. We try to make these efficient. We get so many thoughts in our minds, so many things we want to share. Yes. That it's hard to just stop after one episode. And so one of the things that we want to talk about going into the end of the year. So wrapping up 2023, one of the things that unfortunately seems to be just common and normal now is we constantly hear bad news and are confronted with the world is ending, America is going to crash to the burn, doom and gloom, yeah. just constantly. And this year was no different. And so what I want to do, what we want to do with this kind of closing out the year is just give you some perspective. Yeah, We know that we've always loved bad news, but it seems like increasingly, it's almost like we're addicted to it. It's just everywhere. It's constantly, it's like they say, if it bleeds, it leads. Absolutely. And it seems like the more volatile the market is, it just feeds into it. It definitely doesn't help that we've also seemingly got beaten over the head for the last like year or two, that a recession is coming and that inflation is at the highest we've seen in 40 years, all the bad things. But they never show counter-programming when inflation falls or the economy improves. They never say, hey, remember that thing we said yesterday? Well, it's actually gotten better. I always kid people that you're never going to open up one of the cable news channels or one of the finance news websites, and they're going to say, everything's fine today. Never going to happen. So what I think is funny is my husband will say to me, why was the market up today? I said, I don't know, because they say that inflation's going down. Next day, it's down. Why is the market down today? Because they say inflation's going up. <laughs> you know, it's constant. It and is. And with us being in the industry, and as long as we have, we've been able to see that it's not that history repeats itself. But things happen all the time in every decade, and it's not always doom and gloom. Well, no, and it's always painted that way. And I always kid that the world hasn't ended yet, and I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. We're not discounting the fact that there are problems. Absolutely. We have our warts. There are issues in the world. What we want to do here is just give a little bit of perspective because I'm 37 years old. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday. As of two days ago, Jason right? just had it's a birthday. to get used to that. All right. So I'm 37 years old, and it feels like forever- since the beginning of at least when I've been paying attention to what's going on in the world, they've been telling us that the world's ending for some reason and that things are going to go down and that America's going to fall and all these different things. And I get it. Coming off the pandemic, it was a weird time. We're still in that post-pandemic world. Then we started having record-breaking inflation over the last four years. That put us in a weird spot. And then, of course, we have all that constant media doom and gloom like we just talked about. But let's put some real numbers on it. Let's kind of look at, all right, it's pretty much hard to argue when you look at the data. The International Monetary Fund puts together predictions of where the GDP of leading countries is going to be. Gross and domestic product. Gross domestic product. Thank you. That is the production of the entire country. It's basically how they measure the economy. And they put these together every year. And so if you look back at the pre-pandemic 
estimates of where they thought the U.S. was going to be, we're actually a little bit ahead of those. Yeah, by a half how interesting percent or is so. that? So not only have we recovered from what happened during the pandemic, we're a little bit ahead. And it's important to put that in context because guess what? When you look all around the rest of the world, everyone is at least two to 6% behind. Yeah, is a half a percent better? Great. No, but it's way better than everyone else. The U.S. is absolutely shattering what the rest of the world's doing as far as economic production, especially coming off the pandemic. Now, that's one of those things people talk about the economy. You've probably been hearing that for years. I think a lot of people don't really understand what that means, but that production, that is the economy and that measurement of how well we're doing versus where we were doing two, three, four, five years ago. Well, you think about what we've done with the economy during the pandemic, like you and I were talking earlier, people couldn't go on a vacation. So they started investing money into their homes or building a deck or things like that. And then they could start going on vacations and people are just going, and not just in the U.S. First, they started in the U.S., which was another thing that stimulated. I love to see our restaurants crowded. Of course. Because I'm like, my God, we're stimulating the economy. It's one of my favorite things to say. And then we started going back to Europe and other countries. And to me, that was us as we are the economy. Well, that's right. That's what people forget is the economy is us. We're the ones spending the money and we're the ones paying the taxes to the government, which then spend the money on defense and all that other stuff. So how about inflation? When you think about, obviously we heard lots about that in the last two or three years and it had real effects and it hit people in the pocketbook. And we understand that, but let's look at the actual numbers because there was inflation. If we go back 12 months, US inflation, headline inflation is up about 3%. But again, how about compared to the rest of the world? We actually had the lowest inflation amongst the G7 countries, which are the major powers in the rest of the world, Italy, Germany, France, the United Kingdom, Japan. The US had the lowest inflation with that about 3% over the last 12 months. So things have come back down a little bit. They've returned off those 8% spikes that we saw you know, a short time in 2021 and 2022. The Eurozone countries are up about 4% on their inflation and some of the Asian and other countries up about 5.7%. So was it bad inflation? Was some of the worst inflation we saw in 40 years? Absolutely. But you got to put it in context. It wasn't as bad as the rest of the world. We actually led. One of the things that I look at too, because I'm the social security analyst of the firm, Social Security had a cost of living adjustment for 2022 and 23. Well, next year, it's going to be 3.2% COLA. This year, it was 8.7%. Which is So that's an indicator for many people, including myself, that I know that inflation is starting to go down. But it doesn't mean that we know if the Federal Reserve Chairman Powell is going to be increasing any more interest rates, but we don't know that. And, and that's just it. The market is so efficient that it kind of factors in these sort of things. Well, and there's another side to it. So inflation is the cost of things that we buy going up. Correct. But there's the other side of it Supply is and demand. wages right. have also gone up. So right. if you look at the yes. data, since before the pandemic, the beginning of 2020, the US average hourly earnings are up about 19.5% Crazy. in the course yeah. of almost the last three years. Whereas the US CPI is up about 19.5%. So it's basically kept pace. Wages on average have kept pace with inflation. So yes, has inflation absolutely done some damage? For sure. But at the end of the day, our wages are up as well. 
And one of the last things that I want to point out as a positive, because I just think this one really speaks to the core. And this is the growth of wealth in this country, in the US, across all families. So the Federal Reserve puts out numbers on the growth of Americans' net worth. As a reminder, net worth is your assets or all the things you own, less your liabilities or the things that you owe. So the net worth is how much you're worth. If you paid off all your debts with all the assets you have, it's what you have left over, your house, accounts that you have, all that kind of stuff. So they measure in three-year increments. And the latest three-year increment ended at the end of 2022. And so from 2019 to 2022, now you got to put this in context. Included right? in the pandemic. Yeah. So yeah. you included the pandemic and 2022 was one of the worst years that the stock market yeah. seen in 15 and years. And bond market. Yeah. And the bond market. So what you're seeing is that's after all this is factored in, stock and bond market being down 15, 20%, the pandemic, and these are inflation adjusted numbers. So with all that factored in, the average family- Across all age groups, from 2019 to 2022, in 2019, their average net worth was $141,000. The end of 2022, again, after the market being down, the pandemic, all that stuff, and adjusted for inflation. So inflation is not artificially boosting this number. Net worth of all families across the board on average, $193,000. So it went from 140,000 in 2019 to 190,000 in 2022. That's a 37% increase in net worth across the board. So it's the largest three-year increase in data since 1989. So it was more than double the next largest one on record. And what's really interesting is the growth on different age groups. The under 35 age group, which I just exited. Not yes, long you ago. did. <laughs> um, yeah, millennial. You know, yeah. even with the housing issues and affordability and buying the new, I get that. But that group, their net worth is up 143% in the last three years. Crazy. 55 to 64, up 48%. Across the board, again, we're seeing huge increases in families' net worth and ultimately their wealth. All this is to say, as I mentioned in the beginning, we recognize that. America and the economy, it's not bulletproof. We have problems, but we've always had problems and there will always be problems. There and there'll will always be inflation yeah. and recessions and bull markets. Absolutely. Bear market. We are going to have good news, bad news. The only thing we could do is focus on what we can control and provide ourselves perspective and try to stay disciplined. And that was really our objective here, was to give you some perspective and show you that not everything is bad. And when things are good, you're not going to hear about it, unfortunately. You got to dig for it a little bit. We're going to do our best to bring it to you. We're going to be the cheerleaders. We're going to be the cheerleaders and remind people that it's not all bad. I got my pom-poms ready. Absolutely. I wish we had little sparklers (laughs) or something because I wish everybody out there a happy new year. Yes. A great end to 2023 and an awesome beginning to 2024. It's a leap year. It is a leap year. I love leap year. Yeah. And Olympic year. So many things to look forward to in 2024. 2024. I know. I love it. Sorry, things are already looking up. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you again for joining us for this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. If you're not already a subscriber, make sure you hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, all the podcast services. That way you always get our most recent episode and you can stay in touch with us. And if you ever want to hear anything, Valley's going to kill me for this. If you ever want to hear anything on the podcast, if you have a topic or an idea that you want us to talk about, <laughs> We need a suggestion box yes. email, but I'm going to give out my email. Email me. What do you want to hear J- from right, us? Absolutely. absolutely. We're here to talk. J 
Gabrielli, G-A-B as in boy, R-I-E-L-I, at hfmadvisors.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you want us to talk about. We're happy to tackle the hard subjects. Otherwise, we'll just keep making them up ourselves. That's right. We need to hear from you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, our mission is to educate and empower our clients to make wise financial decisions. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at hfmadvisors.com. The Dollar Wise Podcast is presented by HFM Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor firm. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer for sale or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. All investments involve risk and are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendation appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.